Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Bagheel on Brand. This is your host, Saeed Bagheel. And I have a guest today. I'm going to carry a deep conversation with her on personal brand. She's a personal brand coach. Uh, recently started. I remember her from probably around 2012 in Saudi Arabia, Jeddah. And I've always been fond of how much work she's done on herself and how much she worked on improving. And I think she went through a lot of challenges. And and I like how she's bringing herself out. Uh, following her post on LinkedIn, I remember she had something to do with uh, uh, Mohammed bin Salman uh, College, business college and uh, uh, the entrepreneurial college and uh, and recently i've seen um her po- uh, her post on personal brand and i posted something that i was inquiring about personal brand if there's somebody inside arabia and someone tagged her and i was very happy to see him tagging her it just made me so proud because she was, she's able to identify herself today as a personal brand coach and it's personal brand coach in our region uh, in the Middle East is very rare, unlike American Europe. And see, um, Khaira there is just, just happy. And I'm so honored to have her on this episode. Um, and I think she's going to go places. She's going to go places. I love her passion. Um, I think she's eccentric too. I do, just like me. A go-getter knows what she wants. She knows what to work on and how to deliver. And I, I just want, I just wish the best for her. I mean, she's, um, I think she's a shining star, and the future of not only Saudi Arabia, but the whole region. People like her is what we should empower. So tune in. Back in a bit. Welcome to a new episode. This is your host, Saeed Bagheel. Bagheel on brand. My guest today is from Saudi Arabia. Heira. Hey. She's What's fo- up? She's focused on uh, <laughs> branding. And she has her own business. She's going to introduce herself right now and tell you all what she does. Heira, tell us. So I am Khaira Bundukji. I am a personal branding coach. And what I do is I have a three-month program that focuses on accountability and habit formation so that speak to their personal brand fully from an authentic place that feels natural. Perfect. So what, what created that passion in you to get into personal branding? Uh, funnily enough, so I graduated from Ifat in computer science. And on the side, especially around 2008, nobody knew how to create a Facebook page. So I used to work with a lot of clients who were solopreneurs. We didn't have that word back then. But I would work with a lot of solopreneurs and I would set up a Facebook page for them or create a website for them. But I noticed that I was also creating copy for them and I was also you know, making them feel more confident and reassuring them that they can delete things if they don't like it instead of just hiding and not telling anybody about their business or their brand. 
Um, but the word personal brand didn't come into my vocabulary until I was doing my MBA. I have no idea how I heard it, but I was listening to, um, I was doing a five day challenge from Erin May Henry, who is also a personal branding coach, but she moved on to business coaching. And, um, in that five day challenge, it was all about figure out what's unique about you and figure out how to package yourself. And I realized that all the stuff that I've been doing in IT project management and helping people as a freelancer with their websites, it really wasn't so much the tech, which came really naturally to me, and they were just afraid of the tech. It was really shaping them up and bolstering their confidence and teaching them how to use the tools. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. Now, how long has it been since you started this business? So I've, uh, I was talking about it as a business since 2017. Um, and then I went into full-time self-employment uh, at the beginning of the year. 2020 was supposed to be my year. Uh, nobody saw COVID coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, how's it, and how's it going to now? It's amazing. Uh, I've had seven clients now and I've graduated three of them um, and but what do you mean by graduated three of them so the uh, audience can understand that yeah so they come into my three-month program right and we have a set of goals to do for the next three months and in their minds most people come to me thinking that they're going to get all these tips and tricks about technology or about marketing but what I end up focusing on is the habit formation, the transformation of them being able to be visible from a really natural place and to recognize that they can magnetically attract clients or magnetically attract followers instead of chasing them. Um, and then when they graduate my program, it's uh, the end of the three months, we go through a sustainability session to figure out how they're going to use the habits to keep up the work. Perfect. And all the seven clients are from where? Uh, spread around. Some are from Dubai, um, some Saudi. And I've always had potential clients in the States, but I've never been able to handle the time zone difference. Oh, great. So your work is online? A mix. So before um, COVID, I would uh, meet on a monthly basis with the clients. And depending on their accountability package, I would meet them in between the month or I would be available to them on chat. So it's mostly remotely. But now it's all shifted to online video conferences, which has been suiting me really well. I actually like it more than being in person because people tend to be more focused and they tend to be away from uh, the distraction of us getting off on tangents. It's been really lovely. And what sort of uh, challenges do you face in the beginning of the journey? I mean, once you meet the prospects, um, what sort of challenges do you face in the beginning? I think education of the coaching component of my personal branding um, program. A lot of people come to me thinking, I just want to know how to use Instagram, or I just want you to create a content calendar for me, or I just want you to create copy for me and tell me what I should say. 
Um, but my approach is very much in empowering them so that it becomes natural to them and they can stay in a state of curiosity and joy while they're marketing. That's, that, that's probably the energy of marketing, right? Whenever you go into a company, you see the finance department, their number crunchers, you see the servicing department, they're, they're really focused on milestones and delivery. And then you go to the marketing department and it's this place with lots of color. It's this place with everybody wearing funky clothes. It's this place where there's kind of um, a culture to it. And it makes sense that yeah. usually it's the comms department that owns the cu culture of the company because they're more attuned to culture. And a lot of people don't recognize that as a freelancer or a solopreneur, or even I have a lot of entrepreneurs that have been hiding behind their brand for so long that they don't realize how important it is as the CEO to also have their own personal brand. Um, so that's probably the biggest challenge, but I've created systems so that they get in tune faster where they realize that the goal isn't about putting out content. The goal is about putting out content because you know your audience and you know that you're worthy of putting out that content. Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Now, let me ask you another question. There's mm -hmm. a misconception between being famous mm -hmm. and having a personal brand. Yeah. Uh, it's obvious in our region, uh, people chase for fame so fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, they think it's a brand. Yeah, how what's, do you... funny, what's funny, I have no idea how I got this lucky, no clue, but for mm -hmm. some reason, the clients that I end up attracting are actually experts in their field that have an intense disdain and fear mm -hmm. of influencer culture. I'm so lucky. <laughs> I've never Absolutely. had anybody come to me and say, hey, I need 500,000 followers because they can just go to an influencer talent agency and they can buy them the followers and they'll give them all the tips and tricks and they'll work like on their actual content for like 50% of their time instead of what my clients do, which is they love what they do. They love serving clients and their expertise. And they have a hard time magnetically attracting new clients or showing up regularly. If they do have a following of their current clients, they find it tough to be visible to them on their journey because they have a sense that, oh, it needs to be perfect. Um, so I've, I've personally never had that situation where someone came in saying, I want a bunch of followers, thankfully. But here, okay, let's go back to let's go you and I now mm -hmm. and travel to the basics yeah. now um first I'm so proud of you Aww. and what you've achieved Aww. okay you're gonna make me tear up thank <laughs> you I'm blushing <laughs> second you and I work on brand mm -hmm. so let's help the audience understand mm. now what's the defi def definition of personal brand they need to get this right so I I'm gonna go on a little disclaimer here you and I okay. have very different philosophies of what a brand is, mostly because my background is IT at the end of the day. So everything I learned was um, through the experience. And I recognize a lot that we have different ways of explaining what a brand is. You okay. want me to still go? 
and you oh, can sure. feel free feel free cut it cut it up for me and like help me learn from this process so in no, my no, view in my view when it comes to an online brand or an online presence or online reputation i am yeah. firmly in the belief that people already have a brand whether they like it or not that brand is probably ineffective that brand is probably focused on thing that things that they don't want people to associate them with whether they're like only sharing personal stuff on their brand or they're too perfect and too focused on making the the Instagram profile grid pretty and making you know all of these little adjustments when they only have like 10 followers um so i'm under the belief that the brand exists and it's a collection of your tonality your the the visuals that you use the concepts and the content pillars that you put up and what do i mean by content pillars there are themes that everybody has in what they share it's just natural we're pulled to share things that we But like how do they mm -hmm. how do how do they bring their 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 um their character out yeah. I mean, and be consistent on that character if it's only just let's say if they came out online and everyone is online on his everyone that's online is a brand let's say so how do they understand their character how do they bring out their character how do they dwell down to their tone and how do they deliver that tone and how do they do they remain consistent being authentic because mm -hmm. i mean authenticity is the heart of the whole thing yep totally um in my view i think uh what's most important is for them to recognize their value Uh, their value as a brand, Very good. right? So what is it? How do you unearth? How do you shape? How do you name your value? This is the thing that a lot of people come to me. So um, I have two types of clients. I either have clients who have a track record and a set of experiences in their life that are really perfect and it's a perfect narrative. And then they want to switch to a different career. Um, And they have no idea how to explain the switch. They have no idea if does anybody even care about the switch, right? Or I have clients that are experts in everything. And it's really hard for them to talk about themselves because it, I, I pull a lot from what happens offline. When someone has various experiences and various interests, it could feel kind of shameful for them to start to talk about themselves because in our modern society we've kind of um, narrowed down so that people just have one job title and one purpose but that's not the reality for a lot of people uh, half my clients fall into that category so being able to name shape and talk about your strengths that a lot of people don't even recognize because it's so easy for us to think, oh, my strength is something that's easy for me. So it's not important, which is totally the opposite. It's actually your best asset. And how long do you, and how long do you stay with your clients? How long is the journey, apart from the three months uh, onboarding? So because I've only gone into the program mode um, at the beginning of the year, I've only had four months working on it technically. So
So right now it's just three months and then I keep in touch. Um, I regularly have workshops called Personal Branding 101. That's my signature workshop. And I'm setting it up where people can come in regularly for the workshop so that they can learn something new about themselves and kind of have a guided way of uh, upgrading their brand, figuring out what new formats they should be taking on. Um, eventually, I would love to support in a longer way. At the moment, I'm playing with um, life coaching as well, because that's such an integral part of my kind of personal branding. Um, and so people can, uh, my former clients can keep up with their journey by being able to figure out how to manage their emotions and how to look at themselves the way others do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, are there any competitors to what you do? This right tiny now? itsy bitsy niche where I focus on feelings and I focus on experts who are afraid of being visible. I haven't found any, but it's on the rise. And it's so funny when I know that personal brand coaching is so, so, so common now, but it's common outside of Saudi. People inside of Saudi, when they want to do um, anything with their personal brand, what they actually end up doing is they go to CV consultants or career consultants. To who? Uh, consultants that help them shape their CV or write their CV. Oh, okay. Yes, or yes. their resume. The, the, mm -hmm. Yes. And they don't take it in a holistic way. It's kind of like, oh, I need this person to see my CV. I don't know what to put on it. Okay, I'll just go to someone to fix my CV. They don't look at it as like a bigger package of, I need to professionally network offline. I need to set up a landing page, whether even that's a social media page. I need to set up something so that people can lay their eyes on me. That part still hasn't gotten into Saudi as far as I can tell. I don't know if you've noticed anything different. No, no, I, I, I fully agree with you. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. So the journey for personal brand mm -hmm. is from the uh, from the core essence, the character and so on, all the way to the execution. That's exactly what you do, right? Definitely. And the mindset. Okay, so which is that you keep them with the thought of what they are and their values, mm -hmm. what their values are. Mm -hmm but you also take them on board and show them how they can deliver that. And I keep them accountable. So in the different accountability packages I have, either they um, are following an online course that I set up for them if they take the smallest package or I'm on uh, their favorite instant messaging app, kind of following up with them and being like, hey, so what happened with that action plan that we talked about last time? Or I'm meeting them once every two weeks um, to kind of check in. And I think it comes from my project management days when I was working in GE. Uh, I'm very, like as a project manager, maybe it could be kind of annoying, but people pay me so that I can be annoying so that they can actually achieve what it is that they hope to achieve. So there's that component too. And then, of course, like the way I work is very much mindset oriented, where um, people shouldn't be doing this as a chasing obligation of urgency. It should be coming from a place of joy and excitement and strength. So that's where where I that's my little niche. Now, Khaira's personal brand. Mm -hmm. 
Tell me about no, it. No, you tell me about it. Let's flip it around. Tell me what, because we haven't talked no. in so long. And even when we connect online, um, it's mostly you saying that you're proud of me, which I love. Please don't stop. But tell me, how do you perceive me? And then I'll see if there's any differences with how I perceive me. Well, I perceive you. Uh, well, I perceive you as outgoing, but I know you're not. You're shy, mm -hmm. but that's the look that you send mm -hmm. out. Your perception, because your look and feel, it's certainly, it's artistic. Mm -hmm. It's not something that it would in the corporate, but it's also very humble, very, uh, very human connected. I liked it, and it fit perfectly with personal brand. Now, um, I didn't see much of the content yet, mm -hmm. but. Uh, from perception side, I, I also I, I also feel how people react to you. The other day, I posted something and I said, uh, "Are there any personal brand coaches I can interview?" And someone just tagged you. Ah, that's so cool. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. On LinkedIn, I was very happy to see that because that recognition it comes is as there's a point of reference mm -hmm. there. So you've been associated with the with the category itself, which is very good. Um, no, I will have to look a lot more. You know, um, and I'll definitely, definitely have a private conversation with you on this. Hey. But uh, nice. <laughs> definitely, have, uh, you have it. Uh, if I have to compare on the landscape, mm. what I've seen and people claim, mm. no, I, I would not even invite you to speak about personal brand mm. on a podcast that speaks about brand across the Middle East unless I knew you had something. That's for sure. Awesome. Uh, we do. And I believe that um, uh, you're on the right track. But also what my struggle is, uh, is that I would love to see a lot more coming out, not as coaches, but as people within the profession where really need to understand the value of becoming a brand, even if you're an employee. A hundred, even out. more so. Like most of my clients yeah. who are employees or who are professionals, the amount of stakeholders that you have that need to be able to see you is so many. You gotta make sure your boss knows what your strengths are. You gotta be ready for your elevator pitch. One of the, the biggest, uh, if you don't mind me getting off on a tangent, one of the biggest yeah. moments in my GE career was um, I got in the elevator literally with the CEO of the Middle East and I was able to, within 15 seconds, talk about who I am, talk about um, what it is that I do and how I'm a value add and uh, secure a time for us to meet again later. And that kind of visibility, I'm really proud of the program that I was in in GE. The, it used to be called the Information Technology Leadership Program. Uh, they really pushed hard on how important it is to not just be good at your job, but to be good at getting people to recognize that you're good at your job, especially as a project manager. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, what are the things that are really, really shaped your character, shaped your uh, career, shaped your um, determination through something that would fulfill yourself first in the community? Mm. I think two things. Number one, personality assessment and strengths assessments. That's been really helpful for me to be able to name what it is that I can do, name why I do things differently than other people. So those assessments online, like the MBTI, the 
there's one called the Colby A assessment. Um, imperative was a really good one. Uh, so being able to recognize that, especially remember, I was an IT project manager and I was so excited about talking to people. That was so strange. In 2011, 2012, 2013, this new culture where you know tech people need to also be people people or UX people, it wasn't set up yet. Um, I can't remember what, why I was talking about this. But the idea, <laughs> the idea here is that I was always in that zone of uh, something else, right? And this shaped me because I recognized really quickly, I'm so different than my peers who love programming and who wished that they didn't need to talk to anybody because they would rather be programming what they did. And I ended up doing a lot of events. I had a lot of friends who were really active in Jeddah. So I was part of um, GeekFest, the organizing team of this really cute event that brought together 200 people every so often to talk about geeky things. And then um, in 2015, I ended up being on the Mastedfit show for an episode. I think it was like their third episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, we should do so much more with this. So I set up their social media and I set it up and then I got more involved and then we created the podcasting network. In the podcasting network, I had to explain to people what a podcast was and I went out and I found talents that were natural podcasters and then I would coach them to talk about their podcast. So I was kind of always doing what I'm doing now, but it was taking different forms and I was trying in really random creative ways to do what I was supposed to do, but also bring in my passion of amplifying voices. Beautiful. Well, you always outgoing, or this is something that you recently became? I think um, I am an extrovert. So I'm a hardcore extrovert on all my assessments. The difference was, is when I was younger, before I was 17, uh, I was very happy being um, around people that were in books or in movies. Uh, I was shy just because I didn't know how to socialize and I used to uh, move a lot around as a kid. So that's really hard in getting those deep relationships that most people are used to. And then when I was 18, that's when I made a change and I recognized that I do wanna live a fuller life than what I've been doing or how I've been living. And that's when I got to recognize that more than just being around people or having attention, I love connecting with people. I love seeing the full universe that another human can have within them. It's something that fulfills me greatly. Perfect. Yeah. And let me ask mm -hmm. you this also. Um, did you, if I ask you, did you, did you find yourself? What would you say? Yeah, definitely. A lot. Did you meet yourself? I haven't met her, but I can see her from far away. And I, I've been doing a lot of inner work to be aligned and to recognize that that version of Khaira, my higher self or whatever you want to call it, is more important than 
the person that I am when I compare myself to others or when I try to be what other people want me to be. What does Khaira think of Khaira? It's a journey. Um, it takes a different form every day, but as of now, I'm really proud of myself. Khaira is very proud of Khaira. There's been a lot of highs and lows, and I talk about this openly on my social media. I've had a long um, journey with uh, uh, mental wellness and being okay with things and having a horrible GPA when I graduated from computer science that I've over been able to overcome. What, what, what was your GPA? Uh, what was it in here, you? Hello? Ladies and gentlemen, this comes to the end of our episode and on personal brand. Um, I bet you guys were mesmerized as I am. She's inspiring, isn't she? Absolutely inspiring. I plan to keep my conversation with her a bit raw, unlike the others. I won't edit much of it uh, because I believe it was just we're both speaking from the heart uh, because we both love what we do. And um, she's inspiring. Absolutely. I just wish the best for her. And if she focuses, I mean, she could be an example for for the rest of you. If she focuses, she can go very far. If she doesn't drift away from it. Um, because unfortunately, young people usually want to change and try new things. But I think she has it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel her core essence. I feel her attributes. Uh, I feel her consistency and she just keeps at it. Oh, she's going to go places. I mean, I rarely bring somebody to speak on personal brand who doesn't have a number of years of experience. But she, she's rare. Absolutely rare. Thank you for tuning in.